0: giving preaching power and preaching permission that preaching may be done and in the end thereof we'll be mindful to give you all the glory and to give you all the praise thank you for arresting our worship we love you Lord in the name that's above every name Jesus the Christ Amen.
1: Amen.
0: And all God's people say, man, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't have a God I couldn't feel some other time. Some songs just take you there. I love that word, that phrase in there, to that secret place, that secret place where I can be with you. I don't know about you, but that just felt right right there. Grace and joy to you, family. Amen. Would you open your Bibles with me to the gospel according to Luke Luke chapter 12 verses 1 through 2 uh, 2 12 rather 1 through 12 at home. Thank you for being here family. Luke chapter 12 1 through 12 grab your copy of the scriptures and then stand with me those that are able in honor of God's holy word. Thank you daughters and thank you thank you so much brother Bowen for your gifts. In In the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began to say to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is... Hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, yeah. nor mm-hmm. hidden that will not be known. Mm-hmm. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark mm-hmm. will be heard in the light, I mean. and what you have spoken in the ear mm-hmm. in inner rooms. Mm-hmm. Will be proclaimed from the housetops And I say to you My friends Do not be afraid of those who kill the body Mm -hmm. And after that have no more that they can do But I'll show you whom you should fear Mm -hmm. Fear him who after he has killed Has power to cast into hell Yes I say to you Fear him Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not fear, therefore, for you are more valuable than many sparrows. And also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men... Him, the Son of Man, will also confess before the angels of God. Amen. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. Amen. And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it'll be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, Amen. it'll not be forgiven Amen. Now when they bring you to the synagogues and the magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer or even what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you should say. And all God's children said amen amen and amen. Would you repeat after me? This is is critical information information. For for discipleship. Amen. You may be seated. My brothers and my sisters, when we come to today's sermon text, we see a loving Savior who is speaking intimately. To his chosen disciples. All right. Jesus is giving them. Critical information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they will need to know. While they are living on earth. And working for heaven. All right. The information that Jesus gives. Has much to do with their ministry assignments. Mm-hmm. And their kingdom representation in a fallen world. You see, he gives them this information download while they are standing in front of thousands Uh of onlookers. This crowd that's pushing and shoving to see Jesus, Uh to meet Jesus, to hear from Jesus. To get some blessing from him. Uh, the disciples have reached a peak in ministry popularity. Right. Wow. And these thousands of people have come now to experience their ministry. Yeah. And what Jesus does is he takes the time in the midst of all the noise. Yeah. To give them, Reverend McBee, critical information. Mm-hmm. Before he does anything else for the crowd. Or to the crowd Can I tell you today Jesus was concerned about his disciples He was concerned that ministry Might get them distracted By the crowds He was concerned That they not lose focus On what God had in store for them And on what was to come their way As they followed him in discipleship yes. Now there are three things He addresses to them in this passage And they're the same three things He wants to talk to you His modern day disciples okay. Number one he wants to talk to you this morning About sin in the ministry All right. Number two he wants to talk about Security mm-hmm. In the ministry All right. And number three he wants to talk about Speech In the ministry yes, Sin in the ministry, security in the ministry, and speech in the ministry. So let's listen to the master as he teaches you and I how to walk, how to work, how to worship, and how to witness for him in the earth. Y'all going to help me preach today? The Bible says in verse 1, he began to say to his disciples, first of all, let me tell y'all something. He said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And then he says what it is, which is hypocrisy. He says, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you are spoken in the dark, it'll be heard in the light. And whatever you are spoken in the inner rooms, Will be proclaimed from the house child. Right, Beloved, here we discover that Jesus is revealing to the disciples what, what type of sin they should be aware of in ministry. Yeah. Right. First of all, they should be aware, Reverend boundary of the leaven yeah, yeah. of the Pharisees. Uh, leaven was the stuff, the yeast they used to put in the bread, yeah. right? And it would rise, make the dough rise. Jesus calls that leaven hypocrisy. So he says, watch out for those pseudo-religious people and their sin of hypocrisy. Uh Did you catch it? Uh He says, why does he call them this? Because he says they are two-faced actors. Uh Remember on last week when I talked to you about the Greco-Roman period? And what they did in the arts and drama departments back then, whenever a play was happening, they didn't have costumes like we know our actors have today. They had a stick that had two masks on it, And when they came out, daughter Julie, in one scene, the mask would be this way. But then when their character changed, they would just rotate the mask. The actor was called a hypocrite. Are you listening? Jesus is saying right here, don't be a hypocrite. Watch out for the sin of hypocrisy. Okay, let me say it this way. Watch out for acting in two roles. You one way on Sunday. But last night at the club, you were something else. He's warning the disciples to watch out for hypocrisy. Watch out for the sin in them. Why? He knew what they was capable of. Just like he knew what you and I are capable of. This is a warning. This is a warning, beloved, for your ministry and my ministry. Secondly, he says, and watch what you do. Because everything you do in the dark, brother preachers, it'll come to the light. Somebody say everything. Jesus is saying this is a metaphor to teach that Everything gets revealed in your life. Are you with me here? Whatever is in your heart will one day come out. Isn't it funny how we live in the age of social media? This ain't in my notes. But everybody has a social media profile. And nobody in here ever posts a toe-up picture of yourself. You post your very best you. I dare you to post one of them toe-up photos, right? You won't get the lights you're looking for. That's all I'm trying to say. There's two of you. You see where I'm going? Jesus is saying, watch it. Watch it. Watch what you do with your other you in the dark. (laughs) Because whatever you do in the dark, it's going to show up, come to the light. Good question. Can I turn the light on? There is no sin, beloved, that can ever hide, here it is, from the face of God. Jose, men might not see it. Men might not know it. Men might not catch it. But there is a God. And my mother said he sits high, but he looks low. Thirdly, he says, and whatever you have spoken Uh in the dark, It'll be heard in the light. And what you have spoken in the ear, in the inner rooms, that secret, that little whisper, it's going to be proclaimed from the housetops. Now, if y'all was honest and you stay in the Baptist church today, you know this text to make you a little nervous. Because you all have some good old-fashioned conversations that you thought nobody would find out about. But can I tell you, your room is bugged? Your life is bugged. (laughs) And what you said in the dark, in the whisper, God's got recorded in glory. (laughs) Are you listening here? What is he saying to us? He's simply saying, I'm going to expose your secret sins. Here's the application. Beloved, God is teaching this to you and I because God has a standard for his disciples. Did you catch it? And the standard includes them guarding their hearts, guarding their activities, and guarding their tongues. Yeah. In every aspect of their life. Uh, God intends for you and I to be just like him in the earth. That's why he put his spirit in you. And he intends for you and I not to copy or imitate the pseudo-Pharisees, the hypocrites. Don't copy their behavior in earth. Brother Cliff, the story is told of a world-famous zoo that was noted for its world-famous collection of great animals. And the all-star Uh, exhibit in this particular zoo, Dark Nichols uh, was the silverback gorilla. The silverback died and the zoo owner panicked so what he did was he went out and hired a man to play the role of the silverback. The man came and the first day on the job he didn't really quite know how to act like an ape. And he was jumping around the exhibit And messed around and got too close to the edge Uh Fell over In the lion's exhibit Uh Fell over in the lion's exhibit And saw the lion and started screaming For his dear life Uh lion came closer and looked on him and said Would you shut up? You're going to get us both fired (laughs) 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 Did you catch it? All I'm trying to say is don't play like you're one thing when you really are something else. See, Christians are the real followers of Jesus Christ. Not hypocrites. We've looked at sin in the ministry. Let's look now at security in the ministry. Are you in here? The Bible says in verse 4 and I say to you My friends, do not be afraid. Afraid of those who can kill the body and after that have no more that they can do to you. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after he has killed has the power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. And are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten by God. And the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not fear, therefore, for you are more valuable than many sparrows. Beloved Jesus, in this verse, he addresses the issue of fear or what I call is a lack of security in the ministry. He teaches the disciples who they should fear and why they should fear him. Jesus says, don't be afraid of the one who can kill the body and after that can't do nothing else to you. He says, you should only fear God, who after has killed has the power to cast your soul into hell. I say to you, he said, fear him. Did you catch it? Jesus is saying, don't be afraid of dying, Angelus. Why? Because everybody dies. But rather be afraid of God, who is the only one who can punish you after death for all of eternity. Can I say it this way? Man who can kill the body has limited power. But God can kill the body and destroy the soul. Yeah. And he's got all power. Yeah. So get your fear right. Yeah. Don't fear the Crips. Yeah. Don't fear the bloods. Yeah. Don't fear the bad boys. Don't fear the Nazi lowriders. Yeah. Are you in here? Yeah. Don't fear the MA or the North Daniels. No. Fear God, yeah. who can kill them and cast a soul in the hell. Yeah. Somebody holler, no fear. See, the believer's soul will live forever. Life will one day leave this body. The breath of life has to, in order for us to transition into the next world. Amen. So, therefore, be fearful of God, who has the last say yes, and control of your eternal destiny. Yes, Secondly, he says, Do y'all remember the sparrows? Mm-hmm. How they are sold. For a little of nothing. He says. God cares. Brother Jesse. For every last one of them. And they seem so insignificant. But I say to you. Even that little bird. Is not forgotten by God. That's right. And then he said. And just like that. Every one of your hairs. Has been numbered by God. So don't be afraid because your father sees you and he knows you. And he says, I care more about you than I do many of the sparrows. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I feel good right here to lean in and say, baby, God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. Don't tinker with suicide. Don't play around anymore with those feelings of neglect and regret and rejection. God sees you. He loves you. I don't care if nobody else sees you. I don't care if nobody else says you're not valuable. I don't care if you do feel all alone. You are never alone. As long as you are in the earth that God created for his honor and his glory. Baby, you mean more to him than anything else created in his image. You are loved. That's just good right there. I said that's just good right there. So you don't have to be fearful like you in this world all by yourself, fish. You don't have to feel like ain't nobody with me. Don't nobody see me. I'm all by myself. Don't nobody care. I got an answer. Yes, somebody cares. He says hi. He looks low and he engages intimately with you. Why? Because he cares. He cares so much. Every one of your hairs has been numbered. Ain't yeah. he all right? So, beloved, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be insecure. No, we, we have a relationship with the God of heaven and earth. He loves us because he cares. Yeah. story is told of a little old lady who is about 84 years old, and she lived alone in this particular little city. And She had four kids. They were all grown and doing life, and uh, she liked being by herself and Her kids would come by and check on her, and she would call on them from time to time when she needed them to do something for her. This one particular morning, the oldest son came by and said, Mom, I just came to check on you, see if you need anything and how you were doing. When she said, well, son, there is something I need. Last night, I, I heard some noise in the house, and I need you to go and look in my bedroom closet. And the son right away, Reverend White, got got, disturbed and got upset with Mama. Mama, why didn't you call me? Somebody's breaking in the house. I want to know. She said, I didn't want to trouble you last night. But if you could check in my closet. He said, why the closet? She said, when I heard the noise, I just got up and nailed it shut. <laughs> Did you catch it? This is the kind of attitude that the Christian must have when we get fearful. We must nail the door on our fears. I missed somebody right there. Why? Why? When we nail the door on our fears, we do it because we have the promises of God. And the promises give the believer security. You <laughs> know that thing shut. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody get the hammer and nail out and tell insecurity, you ain't coming out. Tell the lies that have been told on you, you ain't coming out. Tell society to be quiet, you ain't coming out. Are y'all with me here? Nail the door shut on those fears on those lies, on that drama, on that insecurity, that stuff that's kept you suppressed, kept you low down, makes you think you can't be nothing, can't do nothing, can't accomplish nothing. You you know, hey, I'm off my script, but it feels good. Do you know who your daddy is? Do you know who your God is? There is nothing that you can't do that your father who's in you and breathes in you and gave your life and purpose and gifts and talents for him has never authorized for you to do. You can do and be anything baby you desire to do. Tell that fear you ain't coming out no more. Somebody holler "No no fear. We've looked at sin in the ministry. We've looked at security in the ministry. Let's look now as speech in the ministry. The Bible says, in verse 8, Also, I say to you, Whoever confesses me before men, him shall the Son of Man confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me, Brother Green, uh, before men will be denied before the angels of God and anyone who speaks a word against the son of man, it will be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. Now, when they bring you to the synagogues and the magistrates and the authorities don't you worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. No, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you should say. Can I unpack this last verse for you? Beloved, when we gather at these last few verses, we see Jesus giving critical information about what they should say In difficult moments. He says. If the disciples. Will confess him. Before men in the earth. He will. Confess. Them. Before angels. In heaven. However. If they deny his name on earth. He will deny. Their names. In heaven. In other words, their speech is going to matter in two worlds. Did y'all catch that? Uh, secondly, he says, if anybody else on earth speaks a word against him, he'll forgive them. But if they speak a word of blasphemy, which the word means Unbelief to not believe against the Holy Spirit, they will not be forgiven. He's still talking about speech. Can I unpack it here? You see, in the old testament, beloved, when God revealed himself to man, he did it through the Father, through the law, and the prophets. And when they rejected him, daddies forgave them. In the New Testament. When Jesus comes on the scene, he reveals himself to his man as the son of God. And he ministers to them through signs and wonders and ministry. And Jesus says, it's okay if you reject me. Uh But the third person of the Trinity, Uh who's the last one of the Trinity, if you speak a word against him and you reject him, you can't be saved can I unpack that the reason why you can't be saved because all three have come and you have rejected the father you rejected the son and if you reject the Holy Spirit can't nobody else save you are y'all in here time is up there ain't nobody else in heaven gonna come down to redeem you y'all see the text right there Jesus said, you can't reject the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and expect to be saved. Because Wilson can't save you. Traditions can't save you. Grandma and Grandpa can't save you. Your good works can't save you. I don't care about you paying tithes. They can't save you. Are well, Y'all in here now? Finally, he says, and because of me, y'all going to have problems in earth in ministry, you see it here. He said they're gonna bring you, Sister Ria, to the synagogues and the magistrates and the authorities. In other words, you're gonna get arrested on account of me. But don't worry. Don't worry about what you should answer or what you should say. He says, "Don't worry, uh, daughter. Be about putting together a special speech. Don't worry." About an alibi. Don't worry about having a defense. For your case. Because God the Holy Spirit. Is going to teach you. What you should say. In that hour. In other words. I like this right here. Lady Wilson. You already got a defense attorney. You already got a judge in the courtroom. He's going to take over your mouth. He's going to take over your thoughts. He's going to take over your tongue. He's going to take over your heart, your mind, your conscience. And he's going to answer for you and through you. We saw this in the book of Acts when they got arrested for preaching the gospel. The Holy Spirit spoke through them. Why? He knew exactly what he wanted to say. To the crowds and the multitudes that were oppressing. And all I'm trying to say is. When these days come upon you. Let the Lord. Do your talking for you. Let the Lord. Tell your story. Come on lean in. Let the Lord. Give you your sermon. For that situation. Why? Because he knows. Just what he wants to say. To those who have oppressed. His son or his daughter. I got to leave you now. But Jesus is giving this information to the disciples as the multitude surrounds them. He's literally, Reverend Nichols, schooling them before the crowd gets to their egos. You catch it? He's briefing them before their names give up in lights. They start getting followers on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. The big head. He gets to them before popularity swells them. I like this right here. He gets to them before they start to think themselves more highly than they ought to. He's speaking to them. Here it is, preachers. Before the title of apostle changes the way they walk. Changes the way they talk. Changes the way they live. And changes the way they give. Jesus is just trying to keep them humble. Before the enemy can break them up. Before he can intoxicate them with church politics. And clerical polity. I'm closing now. But I'm grateful. For information in the ministry. I'm grateful for daily briefings with God. I'm grateful that God knows how to pull you aside, uh, Lady Bowen, in the face of the crowd and give you, daughter instruction yeah. to remember what's important for today. Yeah. Let me give to you what he gave to me and I'll get on down the road, Julie. When you leave here this morning, don't forget why Jesus came into the world. He came to die. For every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl. Why, Pastor? That he may forgive their sins. Jesus didn't come to uh, affiliate with the Republican or the Democratic Party. No, Jesus ain't about a democracy. He runs a theocracy. And the kingdoms of man don't tell him what to do. I wish I had an amen right here. When he came, he didn't come to set up an earthly kingdom. He said, daughter Liz, my kingdom is not of this world. When he came here, he came to die. Why? Because all had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When he came here, he came to die. Because you and I were enemies of God and in need of eternal punishment. When he came, he came to die as a sacrifice for your sins and my sins. And my mama told me, Fish, she said he died on a good Friday. Oh, yeah, it was a good Friday. He took nails in his hands, nails in his feet, a crown of thorns on his head, a spear in his side. Didn't he die? Matthew said he died. Mark said he died. Luke said he died. John? And when they took the body down, he was buried in Joseph's new tomb. And while he was in the grave, he was working, somebody said, right? And then in the grave, he took the sting out of death. Victory over the grave. And early? I said early. Sunday morning. God the Father. Raised him back to life. And yonder he sits. At the right hand of God. Making intercession. For you and I. Here it is. And giving you and I daily in his word. Critical information. For discipleship. I got to leave you now. But I'll never forget brother Ed. That evening. Uh, I had a sweet conversation with my queen. We had been married. About a week and a half. We lived in a neighborhood, uh, Mother Ross, that wasn't too good. And there was a lot of fast traffic in this neighborhood. I had just bought a brand new truck and thought I was something, you know. And I came home from work, brother Terry, I was tired, and I left that truck on the corner. And my wife said, I wouldn't leave that truck on that corner if I was you. Somebody going to hit. That truck. And you know me being a new husband, I was feeling some kind of way about critical instruction. Top of that, I was tired and I was lazy, Reverend White. And I said in my good man voice, Ain't nobody gonna hit that truck. Can I turn the light on? I ignored the warning, I disregarded the instruction, I refused. To listen and it was at that evening a little after midnight I heard the screeching of some tires and bang, in front of the apartment y'all already knew I knew what happened I jumped in my PJs and went downside, and I was the victim of a hit and run well why because I didn't believe the critical information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I had to suffer, Reverend White, the next year. Not only did I not believe that instruction, but I refused to get the truck insured because I was too tight with my money. Y'all want to know the rest of the story? I had to tie a rope around the, tr- the the top of the cab, all the way through that door, hold it this way, tied like that. Drive with one hand and shift with the other. For a whole year, I had to live with my decision. Are y'all in here? More of the story is I end up driving a bang-up truck. And every time people saw me, I was reminded of my failure to listen to critical information. I don't know who you are today. But God's trying to tell you something in his word. And if you don't take heed to the instruction, you're going to drive something banged up too. Some area of your life is going to be banged up. And when everybody sees it, they're going to wonder what's wrong with her. How come her life in that area is all banged up? I don't know who you are, but I just get the feeling I'm talking to somebody that's driving that same truck I drove. I'm talking to somebody. You holding your life together with a piece of string. I'm talking to somebody. Finances is all jacked up because you refuse to listen to. I'm talking to somebody who got sick and tired of doing what's right in the relationship, and now it's all jacked up. And you refuse to listen to critical instruction. You know what I learned about this? God let me drive that truck. He wouldn't let me get a new one. He wanted to teach me a lesson. Are y'all in here now? All I'm trying to say is now anything that beautiful girl say to me, I listen. I tease her sometimes, Jose. I say, you know, you're just like the Holy Spirit. I better listen. Because God's trying to speak to me. I'm through preaching now but I close with this what is the Lord asking of you today yeah. and what area of your life is he speaking to yeah. are you refusing to submit to God's word you think you got this yeah. my mother would say boy God ain't playing with you I had, y'all had that mother too yeah. she was right and I noticed that God only gives the instruction, the critical instructions to the disciples.
1: Yeah.
0: Why? Because you're in relationship with him. With his eyes closed and heads bowed,
1: Amen.
0: let me pray for you now. Praise team, would you come and help me? Our Father and our God, we've heard from you today. We're grateful for the information about sin in our ministries. Thank you for reminding us not to be hypocrites. We're grateful today for the reminder about security in the ministry, that we're not to fear men or fear that we are not seen by you because you value us. We thank you today for speech in the ministry, not having to worry about what we're going to say in difficult moments because you have promised to speak to us. Now God, about that critical thing you've been speaking, first of all, we're sorry we haven't listened to you. We're sorry we've tried to do things our way. Would you forgive us? Help us to live now with the consequences. And help us to never repeat that act of disobedience again. And then, Lord, for the one who is online and maybe even here on land and they don't have a personal relationship with you, our prayer today is that you would draw them unto yourself. you said that behold you stand at the door and knock and if we would just open you would come in and sup with us and, and us with you For the one who is here today they need that God would you would you reach them would you reach out to them and draw them and beloved, if you're listening to me, as we're talking to God and you're here today and you want to invite Christ into your life, simply pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I'm a sinner and I need my sin forgiven. Jesus, I'm sorry for what my sin did to you. Would you come into my heart and save me? I believe you are the Christ. And I want you as my God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In your name I pray. Beloved, this song that the praise team is going to sing for you is a moment in worship and reflection. I'm going to ask you to pause right where you are and listen to the words of this song. Allow it to minister to you, and in your own quiet way, would you talk to the Lord and allow him to heal your heart. Praise team. I want to thank you, beloved, if you're here today and you have not the opportunity to grow in your discipleship. We want to offer you the opportunity to study in one of our life groups so you can get the critical information from God. It meets Sunday morning at 8 o'clock, and at the 8 o'clock hour, you'll be able to go online and connect with our band now. And there you can study with us and grow in the book of Romans. Secondly, we have Bible study that means here on Wednesday night. The campus is open or you can study with us online at 6 o'clock. Thirdly, you can participate in the Angelos Biblical Institute which is an online seminary that helps to prepare you for the ministry in which God has called you to. And then finally, We have embarked on a Fresno-wide church campaign, and it's called Operation Good News. We have a Facebook page, also called the Operation Good News Facebook page. We meet on Tuesday night for intercessory prayer at 5 o'clock. At the end of every month, yours truly will be leading a virtual campaign, an evangelistic campaign online, where we endeavor to reach the lost with the good news of Jesus Christ. We need you, New Beginnings, to help us to make disciples. And then finally, there's another way you can get involved. Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays from 10 to 12 o'clock, we're feeding the community. Let's praise God for the ministry of our food pantry and all of the evangelists that are working in that area. You can help by coming to get some of that food and give it to a needy family as we practice prayer, care and share this is a wonderful tool to invite you into the life of somebody who was hurting who was broken and who was in need of the gospel would you commit today to being a part of this great work and then we're launching tonight a new six o'clock service it's going to be online right here at this Facebook page where the sons in the ministry will be preaching each Sunday night we want you to invite you to invite your friends to like that page, to listen to the gospel as they preach and proclaim God's word in the earth. And then to help with our overcrowding, we have just launched again our 8 o'clock service. So if some of you would like to come to the 8 o'clock service, we invite you to do that. And then now we'll give up your 10 o'clock space so people that are watching online can come in and get a seat. Beloved, I love you. And I thank God for you. My prayer for you this week that you will listen to the critical information that God is speaking to you concerning your life, concerning your walk, and your worship with Him. In just a moment, we're going to pray and the ushers are going to come. They're going to dismiss you. And on our way out, you're going to have an opportunity to give your tithe and offering to the Lord. I want to thank you for being here today. Deacon Green will be in the back the ushers are going to dismiss you from the back. So let me pray over you now, and we will let you go. Our Father and our God, we're so grateful for how you minister to us. We thank you for our praise team and musicians, our deacons, our ushers, our preachers. Thank you for this ministry to be engaged in the word of God. Thank you for all the things you're doing online for us and on land. Thank you for the team that's feeding multiple families, multiple days through the week. We pray, oh God, that we represent you well in the earth. We want to do it, Lord, without hypocrisy. We want to do it, oh God, with security. And we want to do it, oh God, having the right words to say when you tell us to speak. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you so very much. Now may the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest room and abide with us until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. They got my favorite song right here. You can not be God-given. Ushers, would you come? From the back row, you'll be dismissed. Follow instructions of the Ushers. No matter how